0: or connecting with people through Life Groups and Pocket Churches. To learn how to get connected and find your pocket, please go to LifeChurchGreenBay.com. Again, so glad you're here with us today. Here's this week's message.
1: Hey friends, open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 9. If you're not in a place where you have access to a traditional Bible, you can open up the YouVersion app or it's also called the Bible app and all the notes and scriptures. We've already uploaded those for you. Of course, we'll also put all of the scriptures right there on your screen. Wherever it is that you're watching us from, can I just say I love you so much and I am so grateful that you are a part of our Life Church family. Well, welcome to December. Welcome to the Christmas season. I mean, I put on what is maybe my most Christmassy shirt, although I probably look like the lumberjack from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it did feel really Christmassy to me. So welcome officially to the Christmas season, perhaps the most unique Christmas season, well, ever. I mean, by now, it's usually in full effect with shopping and singing, parties and pageants, cards and carols and cartoons like the Charlie Brown Christmas, one of my favorites. When I look back, on my childhood. It's one of my most fond memories. Every Christmas, my family, we'd gather together. We'd get around the TV, and we'd turn on CBS Channel 2 Detroit, and we would watch the special, the Charlie Brown Christmas, and it just would fill my heart. In fact, last year, my family here, Sonny, Isaiah, and Aubrey, they surprised me, and on Christmas Day, they set it up. So that we would sit down as our family and we would watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. And so my heart grew two sizes that day. And so usually by now, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas a time of love and cheer, joy and peace. But this year, it's so different. And the enemy, he loves that because, because the devil, he hates Christmas. It's like his biggest battle. It, he, he can't stand it. It just makes him work. He can't stand the, the sound of the Salvation Army bell. He can't stand the sound of the change going in the bucket. He can't stand the sound of kids making cookies for Santa Claus. He can't stand the sound of eggnog hitting the bottom Of a glass. He can't stand the sound of little pajama covered feet coming down the stairs or the yells of kids as they jump on top of mommy and daddy's bed to wake them up in the morning. He hates the love and cheer, the joy and the peace. And that hate, it's echoed in the words of John chapter 10, verse 10 that says, The thief he approaches with malicious intent, he's looking to steal, to slaughter and to destroy. The Amplified Bible, it says it like this, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Look at it in the message paraphrase. It says, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. But did you know that despite the devil's efforts, God wants to give you a better life than you've ever even dreamed of. In fact, he said, this is part two of the same verse. He said, I came to give life with joy and abundance. I came that you may have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I came so you can have real and eternal life, more and better life than you've ever dreamed of. Those verses, it's the essence of Christmas. Christmas represents the ultimate gift, Jesus. Jesus came to earth so we could live, laugh, and love. I want to talk about that for the next few weeks, starting today with a message we're calling Live Well. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. Thank you for this season and what it represents. Thank you for your joy and your peace, for your abundance and your blessings, for the gift that is in your son, Jesus. So God, for the next few weeks, but particularly today, would you let that spirit of Christmas, the beautiful comforter, the Holy Spirit well up within us and let our hearts and let our minds be changed so that somehow in the midst of everything that's happening in our lives and our surroundings, we can live well. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this past week, we should have been hosting our annual women's event called Mary and Bright, where hundreds of women get to dress up and they put on beautiful dresses and high heels and they some of them put on hats and they get their, their uh, makeup done and they they give their kids either to a babysitter or they have their husbands watch them. They, they get to get their hair did and their nails done. They get to have their picture taken on the picture wall. They get to shop where all these beautiful local vendors bring these unique gifts so that they can buy them and give them to the people that they love. They get to sing. But most importantly, they get to hear a message from Pastor Sonny that's just for them, that's just about living your life merry and bright. But for the first year since the Hennessy family has been here, we couldn't have the event. And not being able to have the event got me to thinking, what happens when life isn't? merry bright. What about the times when it seems like the devil is winning? Because there are times when it feels like the devil is winning. And if you feel like that, first of all, you're not alone. The Bible, it's filled with people who felt the same way. For example, Solomon, he was a man who literally had everything that he could ever want and more. He was wise and wealthy, well-known and well-regarded. I mean, leaders came from around the world just to get his advice and just to see if he was as wealthy as everyone advertised. But in spite of all that, he was completely unfulfilled. He wrote an entire book about it. It's called The Book of Ecclesiastes. And he penned these words while in a really dark place. Look at what he says in chapter two, verse 17. So I hated life because the work that's done under the sun, it was grievous to me. All of it, it's meaningless. It's a chasing after the wind. and, And I've been in that place, have you? You know, that place where life has no meaning, your marriage isn't working, your job is in jeopardy, your money, it's gone, your kids, they're distant. I mean, those are some of the gifts that 2020 has given us. But it was in those meaningless moments that I was able to make a few observations. Here's the first. When life has no meaning, it just seems useless. Like you get to a point where you just stop feeling like life matters. Hello, pandemic. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 2 through 4, Solomon says this. It's useless. Useless, said the philosopher, life is useless, all useless. What a depressing verse. But verse three, you spend your life working, laboring, and, and what do you have to show for it? Generations come and generations go, but the world stays just the same. He's saying, when life has no meaning, it just seems useless. Here's the second observation. When life has no meaning, it seems unfulfilling, Like, I think it's ironic that one of the symptoms of the virus is that you lose your sense of smell and taste. I've had that. I've not tested positive for the virus. But what I will say is I had a fever. I was really fatigued and I lost the sense of smell and the sense of taste for a couple of weeks. Now, I wish that I could have taken advantage of that. I wish that I could have eaten nothing but Brussels sprouts for like two and a half weeks. But for some reason, I still (laughs) ate junk food. Maybe I was hoping that, Cheesecake would reignite my sense of taste, but when you have no sense of taste or smell, you eat, but it's void. To me, that's a picture of life with no meaning. Nothing brings satisfaction. Nothing seems to fill the void. Nothing gives you flavor. You've tried it all. Sports, parties, gifts, money, cabins, vacations, sex. I mean, Solomon tried it all and more. And in Ecclesiastes 1, 8 through 10, he says, no matter how much we see, we're never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we're not content. History merely repeats itself. He's saying when life has no meaning, it seems unfulfilling. Here's a third observation. When life has no meaning, it seems uncontrollable. Have you ever felt out of control? In Ecclesiastes 1:15, Solomon said, you can't straighten out what's crooked, And you can't count things that aren't there. Even with all of his riches, power, and influence, he felt like his life was out of control. And so throughout Ecclesiastes chapter one, Solomon's basically just venting. He's confronting some very real questions. He's really asking what I would call life's biggest questions. And guys, he's not alone. I've asked them. you've asked them. and some of the most godly people who've ever lived have asked those questions too. Questions like, Why am I alive? I mean, this question was asked by the great prophet Jeremiah. He asked, why was I born? Was it only to have trouble and sorrow to end my life in disgrace? You'd think 2020 was bad. Obviously, Jeremiah was going through something like like Jeremiah who who was a great prophet, who predicted and prophesied things, who, who God used so miraculously and so mightily, who he performed these great miracles and these great signs and wonders through. Even Jeremiah asked, why was I born? Or Solomon, who, who had everything and more, was asking, why is it that I'm alive? Here's another of life's biggest questions. Does my life even matter? You're not the only person who's ever wondered that. Or ask that question. Isaiah 49, 4 says, my work all seems so useless. I've spent my strength for nothing, for no purpose at all. No purpose at all? <laughs> like, yo, this is Isaiah, like the guy who saw the Lord. He said, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his glory, or his he said, his train, it filled the temple. and And like the God who was surrounded by angels, he's literally inside of God's courtroom and God's surrounded by these powerful and mighty angels who are singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And one of them like takes a coal and touches Isaiah's lip and he says, here I am, Lord, send me. Like, he, like that Isaiah or the Isaiah who God used to prophesy the coming of Jesus. And yet he's asking, does my life even matter? And if Isaiah is asking that, wouldn't you think it's only natural that you and I would wonder the very same thing? Does my life even matter? Here's another one of life's biggest questions. What's my purpose? Psalm 89 verse 47 says, why did you create us for nothing? Have you ever asked that question? Of course you have. Rick Warren has sold over 40 million copies of his book, Purpose Driven Life, based on this one question. And that question is amplified by lockdowns and shutdowns, restrictions and quarantines. That question is amplified when everything revolves around Zoom calls and virtual meetings and virtual learning and being stuck in our houses and being told that we can't get certain products at the store. And so in times like this, people have questions. You have them. I have them. Everyone has them. And the questions, they aren't small or trite. They aren't insignificant or inconsequential. The questions, they are pertinent. They are paramount. But the good news is they're not rhetorical. There is an answer. There is what I would call life's big answer. And I want to give it to you today. You ready for it? Here it is. Live well. (laughs) Sounds simple, right? Yeah except too many of us aren't doing it. Too many of us are not living well. For whatever reason, after spending the past nine months in and out of isolation and quarantine, too many of us are still bitter and ugly, mean and hurtful. Rather than being kind or helpful, loving or patient, far too many of us are still hateful and vindictive. But guys, it's time we stop. We need to stop living our lives the way we've always lived our lives. We're better than that. Friend, you're better than that. Proverbs 9, 6 says, leave your impoverished confusion and live. It's saying, like, like leave your spiritual poverty mentality and live. Walk up the street to a life with meaning. Friends, what if we did that? Like what if we actually lived out the golden rule? What if we actually did unto others what we wanted done unto ourselves? Like during just like, like just during this Christmas season, like just give it a trial run, like sign up for 30 days. And if you don't like it, we'll refund your credit card. What if we actually followed the greatest commandment and loved God with all of our hearts and loved other people the way that we wanted to be loved? And friends, I'm not naive. I'm I'm not ignorant. I get it. Trust me. I understand. This isn't easy. It's it's easy to say, but it's not easy to do. It's not easy, but it is simple. The solution is so simple. How do you live well? Fix your focus. Stop looking at your present and start looking at his gift, Jesus. And I know that this has become so cliché. But he's the reason for the season. What if we just fixed our eyes on him? What if we fixed our focus? What if we listen to the words of 2 Corinthians that say, Don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed every day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what do we do? We fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what's seen is temporary. This pandemic is temporary. This shutdown is temporary. And I know it feels like it's been forever. I know it feels like, like it'll never end, but this season we're in is temporary. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen, that's eternal. And so friends, if you wanna live well, you have got to live your life With a view of eternity, look beyond this life that we're living. Life is a long game. We've got to realize that our words matter. Our actions matter. Our reactions matter. Our tweets and our retweets, our posts and our responses, our likes and our loves, all of those things matter. So it's time we choose. Like Deuteronomy 30 says, now choose life. So that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord, he is your life. God, it's so good. Isn't that so good? For the Lord, he is your life. So even though the thief, he only comes to steal and kill and to destroy. Jesus, he has only come so that you can have life and you can have it to the fullest regardless of a virus or a pandemic, a lockdown or a quarantine. He has come so you can live well. Are you? Are you living well today? Are you living a life of love and cheer, joy and peace? Friend, if you're not, you can start your Christmas season off right and start living well right now. You do that by fixing your focus by putting your eyes on Jesus. We do that? Would you close your eyes? You know, salvation is literally just fixing your focus. It's taking your eyes off of the things that you've been doing, it's taking your eyes off of your sins and your indiscretions, it's taking your eyes off of your past and putting your eyes on your future. A future that without Jesus is destined for hell and damnation, but with Jesus is destined for an eternity with Him in glory. And so today, maybe you're watching this and you say, you know what, Sean, my destiny, my eyes are not fixed on Jesus and coming into this December, coming into this Christmas season, I wanna change that. And so today we wanna give you the opportunity to do that. And here's how, in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of salvation. And the way we're gonna do that is I'm gonna say a few lines in a prayer, then I'm gonna pause, and if you repeat the lines that I just said, and you mean them in your heart, the Bible says that you will be saved. So if you're watching this and you say, Sean, I need that, I need a relationship with Jesus, repeat this after me. Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please change me. Come into my life. Make me different. Make me new. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you pray that you just received the greatest gift you'll get, not just this Christmas season, but in all your life, the gift of everlasting, eternal life with Jesus. And it begins this beautiful journey where everything you've ever done wrong has just been deleted, and you get to start new and you journey away from where you are toward where Jesus wants you to be, which is more like him. And so we would love the opportunity to walk that journey with you. So here's how you can help us help you. If you would just message us and let us know that you receive Jesus as your Savior today, we will connect with you and we'll get the opportunity to begin to build your relationship with him. But we're not done. Maybe you're watching this and you say, Sean, like I'm going to heaven. There's no doubt about it. But you're not living not living by the golden rule, you're, you're not living by the greatest commandment, and you say, Sean, the pandemic its, it's just beating me down, so I need to shift, I need to, I need to do a 180 today, if that's you, I want to pray for you, God, for my friends who are watching this who just aren't living well, help them, bless them, encourage them, add courage to them, We
0: love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Did you know we have discussion questions for each message? You can download them and talk it over with your friends and family. Go to lifechurchgreenbay.com to download today.